a very, very happy new year from Cape Town. It's the first podcast of 2016 from Under the Table. And I thought I'd share with you what I've been up to for the past two weeks of vacay. I left you in December with promises of tales from India. So here's some in a nutshell. Let me start with the cows. India and its cows. Cows are sacred, as you may or may not know. But there are lots of quirks to the cows that walk the streets, not only in the main cities like Mumbai, but they're more prevalent, of course, in the rural areas government has had them or the majority of them removed. They do cause traffic hazards and pose risks to things like the water supply because um, it's, yeah, it's, it's not like they defecate in a designated area. So in India, wear closed shoes because you're going to be hopping over cow pats and water buffalo pats at some point in no matter where you are. Um, the cows, though, very interesting fact about India's cows. We're told by our tour guide that uh, cows have impeccable timing. So what owners do is once cows become less useful in the fields or they stop producing milk, they're then set free, which means they are set free to roam the neighborhoods and become people's pets. And if you feed them once, they tend to remember exactly what time it was. So if it was seven minutes past 10, they will be back on your doorstep tomorrow at seven minutes past 10 and the next day at seven minutes past 10. According to the tour guide, uh, you can set your clock by the cars in India. So if you see them staring at uh, house fronts and standing on stairs, it's probably because it's lunchtime. Then there's the issue of spitting. I want to tell you the story of James. Uh, James was a wonderful driver who took us from the city of Delhi all the way to Agra. It was a three and a half hour drive. Agra is, of course, where the Taj Mahal is. But James, lovely gentleman, um, whose son-in-law, I do believe, is also a journalist in India. He, you know, has the habit of spitting. Not just spitting, but chewing pan. For those of you who don't know what pan is, it is beetle leaf or um, it's a leaf on a vine. And the leaf itself is filled with all sorts of sweet and sour lime pastes and um, sweets and the beetle leaf shavings, which is the nut part of, of the vine. And uh, it tends to sit in the corner of, of your cheek and uh, is chewed throughout the day and it <laughs> of course collects you know, causes you to over salivate and so you end up with a gob of spit and it needs to be spat and so James during the three and a half hour drive would slow down every once in a while um, to open his door just a little bit so that he could spit um, <laughs> there are signs all over India that say no spitting and I thought it was really funny until until I met James because um, he would kind of hide behind his door. Uh, I do believe the laws in India now don't allow you really to spit in public places. But a few years back, um, you did have to hike up your sari, according to my gran, and uh, pretty much play hopscotch. So um, less prevalent, but... Uh, Pan is still very much a street food favorite in India. It's a, a digestive, but it also, um, as was evidenced by James's very red eyes, is a bit of a hallucinogenic. 
And uh, yeah, he was quiet for about two hours and then spoke continuously for an hour. So make of that what you will. Um, street food itself in India, it, there's a lot of it. Uh, we were very tentative to try it, mostly because cow pats and flies and yeah, it's Delhi Belly is a, a real thing and it does happen uh, and has happened to many family members of mine. So we tried not to eat anything on the street and stuck with bottled water. And my husband kept reminding me that even ice is water. So be careful what you put in your drinks in India. Um, the driving. the dr- I, I, I w- was convinced I was going to die in one of those tuk-tuks about 10 times during a five-minute journey. There are no road rules in India. Um, The lanes of traffic are designated three to four lanes, but there are eight, maybe nine uh, lanes that are created. Indicators are a guideline and traffic lights are a, maybe I should, shouldn't, I'm not going to stop. So don't drive in India. Just don't. Get someone else to do it for you. Um, It's dangerous and very loud. Um, Mahabi is convinced that... The hooting is a language. Uh, one one hoot means something, and two hoots mean something else. But I couldn't, you know, tell my my bum from my elbow. So I just stuck my fingers in my ears and got through it as best I could. Or headphones, headphones work too. Um, Water-wise, like I was saying, street food as well. We're careful about water. Speaking of which, rivers in India are very, very polluted, um, which is quite a pity. They do say that the Ganges, for instance, is very pure, but uh, that's not based on the purity of the water. So it's more spiritually pure. Water is spiritually pure as as an um, element, but uh, I wouldn't recommend bathing in, bathing in it or swimming in it because we... Um, saw bobbing black balls that we thought were tennis balls and according to our guide they could have been you know water buffalo poo or rotted fruit or the ashes of dead people so yeah um traditionally indians cremate and it has to go into a body of the ashes need to go into a body of water so um there is in india terribly smelly and unpleasant and attract a lot of flies. Um, my journey took me from Mumbai, a bustling city. I have to say as a woman though, lecherous men. I have never been stared at and ogled and someone warned me that they pinch your bum. So I was glad that my hubby's four times my size. Uh, but I, it, it was blisteringly hot. I couldn't wear shorts on the second day because I just, I couldn't handle being ogled. Um, I don't know what it is about the men of Mumbai, but they make you quite uncomfortable. I can't complain about the food in Mumbai. We did have what seemed like a bottomless veg thali. Um, it was a variety, maybe 10 to 12 veg curries, uh, naan breads and puris and rice and more rice and kitchari, um and dessert. There's two kinds of dessert. Uh, they do feed you a heck of a lot in India. So, yeah, go with an empty tummy and don't plan to diet because banting is not going to work there. Um, I want to tell you about Udaipur, especially. Um, Udaipur is a city in the state of Rajasthan. Rajasthan is historically relevant to me because my great, 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 great grandparents um, emanated from that area of India. Um, 
It is the land of Mughals. The Mughals tried to invade India. Um, Rajasthan is one of those places that kind of housed them uh, or invited them in, I suppose. Um, the Emperor Shah Jahan uh, was one of those that visited in uh, Rajasthan and Udaipur in particular, uh, sat around thinking about how to build the most beautiful monument to his uh, Wife Mumtaz Mahal, you may know it, the Taj Mahal. And um, yeah, I, I was very lucky to have had three nights at the Taj Lake Palace in the middle of Lake Patchouli. It is an old palace that has been converted into a hotel. And the city palace, the main palace, is uh, across the water on the mainland. The royal family of um, Udaipur still is in residence. So it was exciting to find out exactly um, who my ancestors were. And I really did feel very, very royal walking through um, the halls of the palaces. Uh, Decadence was unbelievable. Uh, Things on show were silver carriages and beautiful dresses that were adorned with diamonds. And, well, yeah, I'm not sure why my ancestors left the area. I could have been walking around in a silver pair of shoes. Let me not gripe. Um, And then I do want to tell you about things that I learned um, while I was in India. But this podcast probably gone for about three hours. So I am going to finish by saying there were times that I felt very South African um, when I was up there and other times I felt very Indian. So I was very South African when my Hindi failed me and my brain went full on Safa. So in the middle of a street in uh, Mumbai, I there was an insistent street seller and it all came out. I was just like, nay, Ekvil needed any sugar and gifuni. And then I got laughed at by my husband because, yeah, you know, all those languages don't work. <laughs> And then there was me, um, fully immersed in my roots in India, uh, ordering trikli dal, which is yellow lentil dal as we know it, um, and discussing how it's braised with the chefs. Rajasthan, very much uh, like Durban um, in in its setup and its food is very familiar flavors. Uh, it's a lot of where our roots come from. So um, I didn't feel lost at all. It felt like home away from home. I had to remind myself, in fact, that it was not South Africa. The weather is very much like ours as well. Uh, The street sellers on the side of the road had familiar vegetables. So, you know, walking past and having a good old look at the bindi, which is okra, ladyfingers and um, brinjols and peppers and green peppers and potatoes and carrots. Uh, Oh, but they have red carrots, which was quite interesting. So um, the smell of spices in the air, it it just smelt like main, you know, West Street in Durban. Um, And I will go back. I I really have to go back to learn more about it. But I just wanted to give you a little bit of a taste. If, you know, anyone wants to know any other details, um, you can pop them to my Instagram. And I've been amusing myself with pictures on there. But yeah, all that said, home is home. I would not swap South Africa for anything else. I do love drinking water out of the tap. Um, Our temperatures are fantastic. In fact, it's drizzling in Cape Town today um, after the heat wave conditions. And um, we don't really have to dodge animals. Irony, right? Irony. Africa is the place where they say you have to dodge animals in the street. But 
I'm very happy to just be dodging my neighborhood pets, um, the little huskies from next door and the cat that lives in the back garden. So that's under the table for now. I'm going to chat to you next week. I may or may not be talking to some interesting kids about a chess tournament, but I will keep you updated. And I hope that your vacation went really well. If you're going back to work this week or next week, good luck with that. Um, and we shall keep one another going for 2016. It's been one of those uh, years that's gotten off with a bang with all our racist issues in South Africa, but we shall keep chatting. Let's keep the lines of communication open and you know where to find us. Niche Radio at Niche Radio on Twitter. Tweet us. Let us know what you're thinking and we shall get it on the air. Bye-bye.